Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Not Gunner Productions podcast. And welcome to another midweek guest episode of Oof, Right in the Childhood. Today, I'm joined by Emily Matchett and Amanda Lorenzo from a brand new podcast called Legends, a superhero story. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Very excited. Mm-hmm, super excited. <laughs> super excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> my name is Emily Matchett. I am a, a player on and the editor for Legends, a superhero story. And I'm Amanda Lorenzo. I'm one of the players for Legends of Superhero Story. Excellent. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast before we hop in, and then you can tell us a little bit more at the end. Sure thing. So Legends is an actual play uh, podcast using the new tabletop role-playing game system that my dad and my brother wrote. Uh, they've been working on it for the past three years. It's super customizable uh, on RP- of an RPG with different su- – I think there's over 100 – superpowers to choose from type thing and yeah so we're uh, actual play that for that game there are four of us players and then the gm uh and it's super fun well i can't wait i'm actually dming my very first D tomorrow night with my friends uh we're recording this on october 30th and i am doing a horror based one shot edgar Allan poe story for my friends so that is so cool that is It'll so be. awesome something <laughs> i'm like <laughs> guess how i'm gonna wet my feet <laughs> yay That's um awesome. anyway <laughs> so enough about you know new superheroes today we might be talking about one of the original superheroes peter pan um yeah. and so i my, the title of the episode that's airing on monday is called uh you don't remember this one right and i have to ask uh when was the last time you guys saw this before you watched it for the podcast oh god I watched the um, the the non Disney musical um, last year because I actually directed a production of Peter Pan last year, but it, it's not the Disney version. Uh, but the last time I saw the Disney cartoon was probably a very long time ago. The last time I watched the Disney cartoon was probably three years ago because my friend and I we went to Disney World, so we were like, let's do a Disney marathon, and we watched a bunch of the old 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 disney movies so i guess the question is did you guys remember this right um there were definitely parts that i was like wow that doesn't uh 
age well, but <laughs> um, and other parts that I was like, oh, it's exactly how I remember. And other parts that like came a rushing back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I felt um, when I watched it for the first time in probably 20 years. I was actually also a musical fan of uh, Peter Pan. I had a very old 1960s recording of I think it was Mary Martin as Peter Pan when I was a kid. <laughs> That's amazing. I have the I had the the Kathy Rigby on VHS that I used mm. to watch like religiously. And then I saw the show. They toured it to the PNE a couple years ago. And by a couple years ago, I mean five years ago, as I realize <laughs> as I say that. Um, but they toured it and with Kathy Rigby, and it was the exact same. It was like watching the VHS, but like live, and it was spectacular. It was oh so my cool. heart! So did you know that Walt Disney played Peter Pan in his school's version of the musical? No way. I think I did know that, but that's just because I like to read the IMDb trivia. <laughs> <laughs> I'll scan through that as I go. Yeah, he uh, he was so taken with the musical when he was a kid that he just kind of like literally became Peter Pan. <laughs> and like he was uh, he was Peter Pan in his high school musical. He tried to get the very first uh, Peter Pan he saw on stage to come watch Peter Pan and she refused and he got really <laughs> grumpy about it. Oh, no. Aww. Yeah, I would be grumpy too. I would be grumpy. Yeah, one hundred percent. You inspired me. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) That makes a lot of sense, though, because like Walt Disney definitely like didn't want to grow up. I think. No, I really don't think he did. I I've been um, looking at more and more and more and more. I'm seeing he just really wanted to stay in like the 1900s when he was just like a little kid, and that seemed fine to him. The best question is, why were y'all so excited to talk about Peter Pan? Was it your superhero uh, love, or was it something else? Well, for me, it, it's definitely like the connection that I have, like with the musical, um, having like grown up with it, um, and then I just did the show last year. Um, and then also like every time you go to Disneyland, I feel like Peter Pan is like one of the most fun characters mm-hmm. to interact with. Oh, He's yeah. hilarious. I love him. He bumped into me once and just called me an ugly girl and like ran away. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was him. like, oh, wow. Um, uh, celebrity. Wow. I've been touched by Peter Pan. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. For me, I had this like huge crush on Peter Pan when I was growing up. It, he was ju- he was just like my favorite character growing up. Um, and yeah, meeting Peter Pan at Disneyland is one of my favorite things to do. You know, I think it was really funny that like the modern version of Tinkerbell is like so. Um, <laughs> yeah. How do we put this positive? Yep. <laughs> and. Uh... <laughs> Like you go and you're like I'm meeting Tinkerbell and you completely oh, forget yeah. she she tried to totally oh, kill yeah. a whole bunch of people. Swears like a sailor in the books. It's yeah, <laughs> awful. Yeah, the book is. I read the book last year as well, and I I didn't finish it. I'll be upfront with that. But like, <laughs> like the characters are awful in the book. It's like mm-hmm. absolutely terrible. Decided to never read again. Uh, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, when I was watching it, I kept going. Huh, this is exactly how I remember it. Oh, that is nothing how I remember it. Oh, this is exactly how I remember it. That's uh, basically how I did the whole time through, uh, especially the first time I rewatched it when I when we got Disney Plus. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, definitely doing a lot of like the old older Disney movies watching with Disney Plus and getting that. Oh, wow. That's not mm-hmm. at all how I remember it from when I was a child. <laughs> 
why 1950s why did you do this to me <laughs> yes exactly 100%. that well i mean like a lot of our things from the 1950s aren't always great i yeah, think we can all agree yeah. with that there's there's definitely a lot of things that did not age well um and it's it's unfortunate because they hold like a lot of nostalgia but it's good that it's good that they didn't age well because it means that society is moving forward a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, that's kind of my attitude too. Is like I like to be able to go, hey, you know what? This is offensive now, and that's great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A cool... a... Sorry, go ahead, Emily. I was just saying, being able to recognize it. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Something cool that we realized when we were watching last week was that Disney actually put up a warning before the movie being like, oh, just so you know, some of the things that you may see, they're they're not cool now. <laughs> they could be, ha- they could have been better. Uh, yeah, yeah I saw not, that too. so cool. Yeah, so we found that really interesting. And it's like, oh, okay, so Disney knows what's up. And they're acknowledging it, they're which acknowledging is good, it. instead yeah. of just letting it live. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's really interesting is that that's only gone up in the past, I want to say, three weeks. Really? Because I watch these pretty constantly, um, Mm -hmm. as you do when you're making a podcast about them. (laughs) And so I watched (laughs) Peter Pan originally probably about four months ago because originally I was just kind of writing reactions to to these on my wall. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, wow, what is this? And uh, and then when I rewatched it this week, it had that warning. But like, oh, there was no warning when I watched. Oh gosh, what was the last one that I watched? That so I went, oh no, what was this racist stereotype? <laughs> oh, I mean, like none of the um, package films had anything on them, and that was where I only watched mm-hmm. those like a month ago. So it's mm-hmm. very, very recent. Um, for for this and and I really did appreciate it. I I say that in my episode. I'm like, no one wants these to just disappear. We'd like you to acknowledge mm-hmm. that. Hmm, could have been better for sure. Oh yeah, that's interesting that it's so recent. But yeah, it's it's good that it's it's definitely good that it's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, if they're gonna do it, better late than never. Yeah, yeah. And with the political climate in the states right now, they it's important that they're doing that right now i think oh absolutely i i agree and uh if you go on the stories matter website that they mentioned they actually have explanations for why this is on this movie for many of the movies mm. um i did notice they didn't specifically speak to like lady and the tramp but i think that one's pretty <laughs> obvious uh but there mm-hmm. are there are like lines that they've highlighted they're like this was wrong and we should have never written these lyrics into a into a song and um Mm -hmm. and things like that and so it does show that the disney company is growing and and trying to change with the world that's good i like that they've got like those resources as well as like almost like an educational uh tool as well Mm -hmm. like for like myself as like i i I am a teacher so like a lot of times um like these shows will come up. Like I said, like I directed Peter Pan last year and it came up and there were some alterations to the script that were already made that like, of course you could do way more. Um, But it's good that they're using things that you could making these things that you could use as, as resources. Right. And you know, when I started this, my my father-in-law was like, why would you tell people to not watch Disney movies? I was like, that is absolutely the opposite of what I'm saying. (laughs) I'm saying when 
when they show when you're watching Peter Pan with your, you know, six year old and they show what makes the red man red, you pause and you go, so none of this is good. (laughs) (laughs) All of this is wrong and it hurt people. And let's watch the rest of the great movie play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) I was I was reading the lyrics recently and I was like, wow, um, no, this is not cool at all. Um, None of this is cool. I, 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 when I was younger, I'd be like dancing to that song and now I read it back and I'm like, wow, um, no, let's, <laughs> no, this is not okay. Yeah. It's just one of those things. And, and it was like, I had completely, I think I just like erased that straight out of my, out of my brain mm-hmm. completely. And then like, so my husband came home and he was like, okay, what movie did you watch today? Because he knew what I was doing. I was like, I watched Peter Pan and he's like, oh no, that that went badly yep. for you, didn't it? And I was like, it, it went badly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's interesting also because like we watched, we watched Return to Neverland like immediately after just because it was there. Um, and they don't have um, any of that. They made a lot of edits to the scenery <laughs> of Neverland in the 2002 Finding Never or Return to Neverland. You know, I heard that they had. I haven't watched that one yet, but I think it was released in theaters. So I will be doing that one eventually. Mm-hmm. And if not, I'll eventually do all the sequels that were direct video, you know, just doing the main ones yeah. originally. Um, but I know they're also talking about doing a release of Peter Pan live action, um, as yeah, right. they are doing with all the rest. And so <laughs> I will be interested to see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the problem is, is that I, I or not the problem, but like I like reading the book and everything like it really, I think, is a good story that just it needs to be updated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that it would probably be incredibly cool to update it properly um, to have that kind of diversity and that representation in a more positive, uh, less stereotypical way well and i completely agree i was just kind of thinking about how cool would it be to have the native american band on on neverland and treat them with the respect that they are due Mm -hmm. because like that would be a really great way to retcon that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because yeah it's such an interesting i think storyline especially i'll be it'll be interesting to see with the live action what they do as well because they seem to be taking a lot of the more modern day live actions in the more um uh, book accurate um direction <laughs> which of course for peter pan is much darker oh, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see if they do any of that <laughs> much darker but also better in some way please <laughs> yes <laughs> update it to 2020 but put the, like put they put the adult darker spin on it type of a thing Ooh, i would love that that would be really cool. I would mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. And I mean, they, that means they don't have to change Tinkerbell at all. Um, <laughs> be, be dark. Yeah. I would like to uh-uh. see a version of Peter Pan where, well, in the original stories, he was actually the villain, right? Or am I? I want to take a moment to thank my supporters on Patreon. Supporters on Patreon help me cover hosting fees and upgrade my equipment while being able to choose to promote small businesses. There are a few changes this month. As of now, all supporters, starting at the Whistle While I Work level, or $1 a month, get an ad-free version of every episode one day early. Fairy godmothers like Jason and Mixie at the $5 level still get a bonus episode on the first of every month. This month, I explore Mary Poppins in depth. 
from Walt badgering a woman for the rights she didn't want to give to possible rape culture moments. Mary Poppins is practically perfect in every way. So come over and hear everything you didn't want to know about Mary Poppins. If you'd like to become a patron, you can search the show over at Patreon, or you can follow the link in the show notes or on my website. Hey there, I'm Tara. And I'm Jessica. And together we co-host the podcast Three Spooked Girls. If you love the paranormal or murder, join us on Mondays for full-length episodes where we discuss our favorite paranormal stories and true crime cases. And join us again on Thursdays for our mini-sodes called Stabby Snippets, where we tell you all about true crimes happening in the news. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, wherever the hell else you listen to your pods at. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, by using the handle at three spooked girls. Come and hang out with us and get your spooky on while we scare the hell out of you. Oh, yeah. Peter Pan's like a sociopath. He's a very. Not great humans. So I, I would like to see a version of Peter Pan where we see that instead of the hero. It's in reading the book. It's an interesting book because there really I don't think is a hero. Yeah, say like because we, everyone is super flawed in the book was mm-hmm. is always an interesting look at things. So rather than Peter Pan possibly being the first superhero, is he the first like anti superhero? Like the first Deadpool? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like the first Deadpool or the first Punisher. Like, yeah, definitely. I like it, That's Peter good. Pan, OG Deadpool. Let's let's go with that. That's so good. I'd watch that movie for sure. Oh, under, I mean, you know, Disney owns both of those, so why not? It's Ryan Reynolds playing. Oh yes. <laughs> oh please. I don't know how they can make that work, but please. Oh, so good. That'd be an interesting no, no. watch. Make make Ryan Reynolds Captain Hook, so we still have the Ooh. voice in there, but they don't have to figure out how to kid him down. This is true. I Actually, feel like he, Tom Holland good. would be a good Peter Pan. Oh my he god, was, he was rumored for it. I think was he? I think hmm. so. Interesting. Wait, I'm googling. <laughs> it's not just because I love him as an actor, but because it says. <laughs> Yara Shahidi will star in Disney's Peter Pan live action. And I'm trying to figure out if she's oh. Peter Pan. No, no, no. I did. I did. I think I saw that. I think she's Tinkerbell. Ooh. Oh, my God. That's spectacular. Mm-hmm. I think I think I did see that again, like scrolling through Facebook. So who knows the accuracy <laughs> of it? But I think I did see that. Uh, Jude Law playing Captain Hook. OK, I'm into that. OK, yeah. I'll be down with that. I love Jude. Alexander Maloney. He has no picture. I'm on internet movie data as well. Who that? <laughs> got not a lot of. He's got five credits, and Peter Pan is one of them. You know, ever so him. often when you're like, "Who dat?" and then they're they are, and you're like, "Oh, well." <laughs> then I was not expecting that to be as great as it. Oh, he's kind of cute. Oh, he's so cute. Let me he's see a picture. A nugget. Oh. Let's see, Emily. Oh, he's going to be a great Peter Pan. Look at how cute he is. Oh, how sweetheart. He? He's a nugget. Sweetheart. He's I love the idea of all these people listening to us going, I can't see him. <laughs> uh, for Y'all? those of you listening, just Google him. He's Alexander Maloney, 
is adorable and i need i need this in my life it looks great um but you know it's funny i was just watching the live action lady and the tramp talking about updating these and uh, my favorite part of it is that darling is black Mm -hmm. like they just were like yeah we decided this is how the 1910s should have been so this is fine i haven't seen it I it's it's on Disney Plus and I I haven't even seen all of it. I just started it because I finished the uh, the animated version today as well. <laughs> I was like, you know what I need to do? Watch more of this. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good version of the movie. It told the story, right? So it's yeah, it it was great. I loved it. You know, I, I might be one of those few hardcore Disney fans that really does enjoy the live action versions that they've done. <laughs> So far, um, with maybe the exception, I really didn't like the Jungle Book, but you know what? Me uh, but for the I most part, like <laughs> I kind of went in and was like, I'm going to look at this and try to not put my childhood into this movie <laughs> and just see how I like this as a movie without worrying about how I like the cartoon at the same time. And mm-hmm. that's how I advise everyone to do it. Mm-hmm. For yeah, I sure. think that, that definitely helps with the live action ones. I've definitely gone into live action Disney movies and been wholly disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah. Like, don't go in expecting like Robin Williams. That is a terrible, terrible idea. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no. But Just Will Smith did don't. do a good job with. Wow, I really need to catch Aladdin. up on my live action okay. Disney movies. Okay, so we're not going to talk about that anymore. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say my favorite thing about about the Will Smith playing the genie thing before we get off it and go back to Peter Pan, I swear, um, is that if you go and watch uh, Robin Williams acceptance speech when he when he got his he got like a special acceptance, uh, a special award for being the genie um, from somewhere. But he tells this joke and they pan into the audience to watch them all laugh. And the first person they show is Will Smith. Oh, laughing at this joke and i was like it's the perfect encapsulation of the genies right here mm-hmm, and it's so it's cool. it's really great anyway back to peter pan anyway <laughs> i never stay on topic it's that's okay. it's a thing neither do i so it's fine we understand yeah. <laughs> just meander through the idea of a movie um but yeah i i just i really enjoy the the concept of of Peter Pan never wanting to grow up but also have forgotten everything and I wondered as I was watching it if Neverland actually makes you forget because they have that moment they've been there for less than a day where Michael's like was our mother furry with floppy ears and I'm like Mm -hmm. "Mm." yeah I think definitely in the book they mentioned something about um like Michael having forgotten their parents completely and John is starting to slip and Wendy's really the only one that like is kind of trying to put them back on track type of Mm -hmm. a thing being like no we're not staying here forever you guys know that right like (laughs) we have to go home at some point I wonder if in Neverland they just forget the bad things because Nana was something that was good for them Mm. Uh, I wonder if them forgetting their mother and their father it's because they weren't really there if that makes any sense. They, they were there, but they weren't there as much as Nana was taking care of them. I, I, and, like, I don't blame them for wanting to forget their father. Their father was oh. kind of something. Um, but, like, their mom seems okay. She's like, oh, yes, Peter Pan. That sounds like a lovely story. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, I keep on re- referencing the book just because, like, I think it's interesting to always compare it to, like, source material. But in the book, what's interesting that they kind of deviate from in the movie is that um, Nana was a stray. Um, and um, the only reason they have Nana as their nursemaid is because the darlings are actually supposed to be, like, super poor. And, like, so they couldn't afford, like, a human <laughs> nursemaid. So they have this stray dog. Um, which I think is interesting to think about just the difference of, like, the rich kids going off to Neverland as opposed to, like, the poor kids. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's a really good point. Um, but it does kind of make a lot more sense about why George gets so upset about the kids taking his cufflinks and drawing on his shirt front. Like, if you kind of look at that from the perspective of maybe he doesn't have the money to replace that sh- mm-hmm. shirt front in the in the movie, maybe that that could explain a little bit about it. Yeah, why he's so angry. Yeah, for sure. Um, and also, I would like a, a dog that cleans my house, and I want to oh. know where to get one. <laughs> oh, the dream. That would be so good. The dream. Right? That'd be great. <laughs> oh, and I was telling my husband with, uh, with Tinkerbell, I was like, she was by far the sexiest thing that Disney had ever drawn. (laughs) Like she's admiring herself in that mirror. And I was like, okay, we went from maybe we'll show some ankle to this. Yeah. They made (laughs) a huge jump with Tinkerbell Mm -hmm. for sure. Where did she come from? I went, there's, um, uh, I think it was in the internet movie database trivia as well, that the model for Tinkerbell is actually one of the voices for one of the mermaids, I think. Hmm. Uh, That's right. Something like it was like always rumored that like, uh, Marilyn Monroe was going to be the, the model or was the model for Tinkerbell, but it was actually this other actress whose name escapes me right now. I put it in the original, in the actual episode. I talk about her. There's some really cool pictures of her acting that out though. Like if you've ever seen the picture of her stuck in the lock, it's, adorable oh and then we have um captain hook who is well i think he has like ptsd from having his hand eaten by a crocodile but <laughs> i also don't blame him mm-hmm. yeah uh, peter pan was just not a, uh, a good person i think cutting off hook's hand yeah that's the only reason why hook hates him right yeah pretty much he he <laughs> he fed his hand to a crocodile that will never stop like stalking him because he's tasted his flesh and i'm like <laughs> and, and that's one of my favorite lines from the movie is oh cutting off your hand was just a bit of fun captain i'm sorry what <laughs> yeah it's yeah. a lot <laughs> and and uh, uh that that ties up for we were only trying to drown her yeah that's yeah it's uh, a, a a lot of very serious things are just it's just fun for uh <laughs> peter pan but i guess that makes sense because he's a kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it all goes back to Peter Pan not being, like, uh, being kind of the villain of the, like, the original villain of the story, I think. Yeah, he's a something. That's something, like, this got a G rating. And I always, I kind of sit there on some of these and go, I think nowadays they might be like, adult themes may apply. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> I, I think uh, one of the most adult moments is where that pirate singing about how a pirate's life is great, but it's short, and then Hook oh. shoots him. Yeah, right. like, immediately after you meet Hook, he kills someone, which is super aggressive and very super villainous. dark. Super, it dark. is like, eh. and the kids live in the hangman's tree. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was, yeah that showed up, and I was like, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> oh my god. Also, can we never talk about how it got its name? Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Just, I don't want to know. I don't. I like how one of them like uses the 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 noose as a swing, and I'm like, could we? <gasps> no. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. A lot of like little details that when you're a kid you don't notice them, but when you're an adult, you're like, oh, um, that's a choice. <laughs> I don't know if that was a good choice. Was a choice that you was, made, though. It was definitely a choice. <laughs> you just have to wonder about it. <laughs> There's so much to talk about in the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what's so hard is like, there are mermaids that try to kill her. And then there's Tiger Lily who might, I, I thought Tiger Lily was the most beautiful thing in the world when I was a oh, kid. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I loved her so much. Now oh, I look at too. it, I'm like, oh, uh, she's a little problematic in and of herself. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Yeah. And mm-hmm. then there's, oh, we forgot to rescue Tiger Lily in, when she's trying, when she's almost drowning. Right. Right. Oh, Oops. My God. Does, yeah, I find that, like, you think about Peter Pan and, like, it's, oh, yeah, the darling kids, they go to Neverland, there's a fight with Captain Hook, and then they go back, but, like, you watch it again, and there's, like, no, they go to Neverland, and some. And then there's also the mermaids and everything else, and there's so much more. It's not just a trip, not just, like, the trip there and back, which I always forget mm-hmm. about all the stuff in the middle. I think it's that I've watched the musical so many times that I remembered, um, I remembered the part where they're, like, trying to fly, and they fail, and then they try to fly, mm-hmm. and they fail, and I think that's all from, like, the musical, the stage mm-hmm. adaptation like version and i remember it in the musical and i was like oh no they just flew out the window that was simple <laughs> they just go yeah in the stage yeah. show the scene bef- even the scene just before the boys wake up it's just peter and wendy um it's so long like there's so much exposition in the beginning which is it's always funny i think disney does a really good job of like skipping the exposition at the beginning or like just condensing it um so that it's it gets right to the action like the same as um much more recent of a movie like treasure planet i saw like the play treasure island and it took like a half an hour for them to get to the ship (laughs) like and you watch treasure planet and it's like bang the inn is on fire and they're on the ship done ready into the action um so i think that like disney has always done a really good job at at getting to the action quickly but like still getting the exposition in there but i thought it was really interesting he does really good with the exposition in the middle and then he's like the end Mm-hmm. yes it just ends so quickly yeah and the children returned home and nothing was ever wrong and the end yep <laughs> i did have some really good questions like big questions that i couldn't find answers to about the importance of wendy leaving the nursery it seemed like such a big deal mm-hmm. and i was like well she's like 13 or 14 that seems logical and i couldn't figure out i kind of theorized maybe this was the discussion of whether she was about to go through puberty hmm. or or something like that. And, of course, being the 1900s, her father got to choose when that happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think one of my the first moments of, oh, no, I don't remember this, is when uh, Peter sticks his foot out to, to Wendy and is like, get on with it, girl. I was like, pardon yeah. you. Yeah. Girls Sit talk down. too much. Yes, How dare you? talk too much. That, that whole scene, I was like, oh, mm, okay. Cool. Um... <laughs> But Wendy, everyone thinks I'm wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Peter is a... He a had a huge <laughs> ego, for sure. <laughs> yeah. He had an ego the size of Neverland times three or something. <laughs> yeah. That's... Yeah, he was something. 
Well, Emily and Amanda, thank you so much for joining me today and talking about everything Peter Pan. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find your podcast and when it starts up? Yeah. So we've got, oh my gosh, how many episodes do we, we have, have like now? 11, 11, 12? Yeah, I think 11. I think by the time this goes out, we'll have 12 out. Um, you can find us on all podcast uh, platforms. Uh, it's Legends, a Superhero Story. Um, or you can check out our website, which is matchplaygames.ca. That's the company that will be publishing the rulebook. Um, and all of our information is up there as well, or social media at The Legends Cast. I really, really appreciate y'all joining me today. And uh, you are welcome to come talk about any potential superhero, Disney <laughs> villain slash hero at any time you'd like. And uh, it's been a great time. Guest episodes, when available, will drop into your feed on Thursdays after the main episode about that movie is scheduled. Make sure you don't miss a single guest episode by hitting the subscribe button on wherever you're getting your podcasts right now. You can also get updates by following me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under the username OofMyChildhood. A transcript of this episode will be available on my website, and if you check my YouTube channel, you'll find captioned videos. I do my best to provide a transcript and video as soon as this episode is published, but if this one isn't available yet, check my website for updates and a link to the appropriate video. My theme music was composed and played by Sean Rudolph of Let Music Be. For more information on that studio, you can visit their website at letmusic.be or visit my website for an easy link. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you come back each week to discuss Disney through modern eyes. And while you're at it, if you're enjoying yourself, please let your friends know about me. I'd also appreciate a rating and review wherever you're listening to the show. This podcast was recorded with the help of the Craig Chatbot and edited by me. I release a new regular episode every Monday through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many other podcatchers. So until next time, keep the magic alive. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.